This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. You know, and that, that's that, that's the that's kind of a, you want to call it a juggling act or whatever you want to call it. That's what we've been trying to do this last year. But I think you know we're coming to a time when it's time when we got to make a decision. Amen. What are we going to do? Amen. Are we going to stay walled up and hold up, or are we going to come out into the life? Amen. Are we going to come out and move forward with what God has for us? Amen. You know, we sing a song. I am available. Amen. You can't be available, you know, if you're not available. Amen. You've got to make yourself available. Amen. You know, I've shared this uh, on several occasions, you know, about, uh, as a matter of fact, in January, you know, if you can remember back that, that far, and I know a lot of work under our bridge, but, you know, back in January, I talked about, you know, that, that we are God's engine for his vision. Amen. So, here's the thing. What better stroke what better plan could the enemy have than to attack the people of God and get them in a place to where the engine shut down? And you know what? I'm not, it's great to have this nice automobile called a building. But without an engine, what good is it? It doesn't go anywhere. And you know, I shared it there. We talked about, you know, I talked about, you know, what do you have in your hand. Moses, he had a rod. David had a slingshot. You know, uh, the little boy had his lunch. The woman had a little bit of oil to provide for home. What is it that we have? You know, we can look and say, you know, I don't, what I have is not enough. Well, we know that. But listen, when you give it to Jesus, when you make it available, when you exercise faith, when you stand in the face of fear and you give it to Jesus, He can do some mighty things with it. Yeah. A little boy's lunch fed thousands of people. So we cannot look and say, okay, wait, 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 wait. We're waiting until things get better. Things are not going to get better per se because after this, something else is going to come. But there's a devil in the world. We're facing those things. So, you know, there's a time when we got to just say, you know what? Enough's enough. I'm rising up. I'm rising up. I said, the church is rising up. We read that. We sang that song this morning. It's real easy to sing things. You know, rising, rising. Well, are we? I said, are we? But, you know, we need to be honest with ourselves. You know, uh, so much of the church is still, you know, uh, you know, I'm not being critical of anybody, you know, but you know, it's been a year. It's been over a year. You know, so anyway, uh, if if you notice, we, we on our, our sign this morning coming in, we changed our sign up because of the governor's decree. Okay. Now I know, you know, we got one go the governor saying one thing and then we got a mayor saying something. We got somebody else saying one. I understand the confusion. But we just decided we're going with the governor because she's the top authority in our state. Amen. That, you know, so if you want to wear a mask, wonderful. 
if you don't want to wear a mask, I've been immunized just so you think I'm, I'm not a flake. Okay? <laughs> I had both shot. You know, but you know, there comes a time when we got to say, you know what, we're going for it. Amen. We're going for it. And so, you know, so anyway, I just wanted to share that. But, you know, God stirred my heart. You know, uh, I'm not as young as I used to be. Are you looking at me that time? You aren't either. I mean, you know, so, you know, I, I want to get on with it, don't you? I want to move forward. I believe God has brought us to this place. He's given us this property. He's given it to us, but not just so we can say, hey, we've got a wonderful place to meet. I was happy at AUM. Amen. A place is a place is a place. You know? And so, you know, because of everything that's going on, you know, we, we, need, we need children's workers. The children's church is not open this morning. That don't sound like the tide is rising. You know? I mean, at some point, we've got to say, you know, what, what are we going to do? You know? I've talked to people, you know, I haven't been here in a year, but, you know, they're burnt out. How can you be burnt out? You, had, you know? Hello? You need to, we need to let the Holy Spirit rejuvenate us. Because we're burnt out, we're not operating in grace, are we? Hey, I've been there. I'm not criticizing. But I'm telling you what, we've got to learn to grow up. We can't, we can't let these things hold us back. That's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to hold us back. We need to operate in the Spirit. Yes, we use common sense. But listen, I don't want common sense to trump the power of God. I want to move forward. Amen? I want to move forward. And see, I balance it out. That's why I share with you that I've been vaccinated. I got both doses. Okay. We got, we got, got the thing done. But at the same time, I'm going to tell you what. I'm trusting God. Yeah. I'm trusting God. Yeah. We've got to move forward, you know, as Passion Church. So, you know, with your brothers and sisters, encourage them. You know, and here's the thing. You know, we need people to step up, not step back. That's right. Yeah. And I know, you know, you're here, so I'm preaching to the choir. Anyway, anyway you know, I want to exhort you that. That's not my message, but it could be. Amen? Amen. Let's, let's decide. Let's don't, let's don't be people that just say words. Let's be people that are people of action, yeah. of faith. Amen? Let me share with you. You know, we, we talked last week, we started talking on Easter about this changes everything. But this is what I want to find out, you know. we got to decide. Which is greater, COVID or the resurrection? Fear or faith? Who's bigger, the devil or God? Did it really change everything? Or did COVID, we say COVID changed everything. And we can say that, but I'm going to tell you what, there's someone bigger than COVID. There's someone greater than the devil. He got up out of that tomb. He raised up and seated on high. He's done something in us, the church. And it's not something that will be to get by something. Yes. So I want to talk about our right standing with God this morning. This changes everything. Our right standing with God. Did you know that you're in perfect right standing with God as a believer? What does that mean, though? 
I mean, that's what I want to live. What does that mean? Okay, great. I'm so glad, you know. I, I, I'm glad I'm, you know, I'm just an old sinner, you know, saved by grace. No, you were an old sinner. You got saved by grace, but man, that's not where God left you. Amen? I was born a baby, but I ain't a baby now. I mean, do we go around saying all our life, well, you know, I was born a baby. I was born a baby. No, now I'm grown up. I'm an adult. Well, you were an old sinner. That's true. You got saved by grace. That's absolutely true. But now you're growing up in Him. You're right standing with God. What does that mean? I mean, here's the thing. Are we taking advantage of it? You know, the, you know as citizens of, of both this great nation and our great state, you know, there's all kinds of rights and privileges that are available to you. Now this is to be it's to be uh, it's a shame that a lot of people don't take advantage of their rights and privileges. Amen. Some people, you know, some people don't vote. Some people are not active in their community. Some people, you know, they don't, they don't take advantage of, of educational and training opportunities and all those kind of things. They, they can be there, but I'll tell you what, it's still there as a citizen. It's available to you, and if you don't take advantage of it, that's your fault. And it can be either out of ignorance or it can be out of laziness or whatever it might be. But if you don't take advantage of it, once you know about it, that's your fault. The same thing is true about our right standing with God. We have been redeemed. We have been made new creatures in Christ Jesus. The life and the nature of God has come into us. God says, I'm not mad at you anymore. As a matter of fact, he says, I've adopted you into my family. You're an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus. Does that mean anything? Or is that just nice theological talk? And one day when we get to heaven, it'll mean something. If it don't mean anything, why did God put it in the Bible? Why did God just, just say, y'all hold on, and when you get to heaven, it's going to be this good. Just tell us how good it's going to be. But the fight of faith is now, is our adversaries here now. And this is where we need to know what our rights are. And we need to take advantage of those rights, not only for our own personal benefit, but to advance the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. Look in, uh, turn over to Romans 6. We'll start there. The cross and the resurrection of Jesus changed everything. It changed everything. If it didn't change everything, then it wasn't effective. It didn't get the job done. But I believe with all my heart, I stake my life on it, that it did. That it has. That it's our responsibility to get into the book with the help of the Holy Spirit, which we've received, and find out what those rights are. Isn't that what we're seeing happening in our nation? There's, there's different groups, ethnic groups and different things that are find, finding out, hey, you know what? I got some rights here. In this nation, we got some constitutional rights. And it don't matter what the color of my skin is, it's what the Constitution says. Well, it don't matter what my background is, it don't matter where I come from, it's what the Constitution yeah. of the kingdom says. This is my Bill of Rights is in here. Yeah. Right standing with God. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Romans 6, verse 10. Listen, look at this. He says, The death he died, speaking of Jesus, he died to sin once and for all. The sin problem has been dealt with. 
He died for sin once and all, but the life he lives, he lives to God. Now here's the same thing that's true for you and I. Listen, we have died to sin. Yeah. The scripture says in Christ, once right. and for all, and the life we live now, we live unto God. Right. Right. God defines my life. Yeah. That Bible defines my Bill of Rights. Yeah. My right standing with God is, is what I base everything I do. It's what I base my prayer life on. It's what I yeah. base my yeah. obedience on. It's what I base my confidence on. Yeah. In this life and in the life to come. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, if if you can't depend on it here, honey, what makes you think you're going to depend on it going to heaven? Uh-huh. If God can't get, you know, if God can't pay your $10 bill here, how's he going to get you to heaven? A place you've never seen or been to before. Uh-huh. One sacrifice for sins forever. This is what I want you to get. The sin problem has been dealt with. Jesus said it's finished. It's done. The Bible says that God, it was declared that God accepted the sacrifice of Jesus by his resurrection. That's what justified it. That declared us, you are righteous forever. Righteousness don't wear out. It has no expiration date. Because eternity is a whole long time. And I'm going to be righteous all through eternity. That's right. Now, here's the thing. I want to ask you something. Does physical death have something to do with your salvation? Because people always talk about, well, when we die, go to heaven. And it almost sounds like, well, you know. No. Something about, is, is something that I, I didn't see in the scriptures that says when you die, that makes, that makes your salvation complete? I understand it was when Jesus died that made my salvation complete. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So Jesus was our substitute. Look, you're right there, Romans. Look at Romans 4.25. Jesus was our substitute. He became what we were so that we might become as He is. He was our substitute. He took our place. Notice in Romans 4.25 what it says. He, Jesus, was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. Come on. Come on. What if you went on your bank account tomorrow morning, you checking your account, and you saw in there, uh, your account was now $1 million. I mean, and you know, you, you're like, honey, did you, <laughs> did you, did you make some money? I Who made this deposit in here? You call up the bank and say, hey, something's, something's up with my account. I checked it this morning. It's got a million dollars in it. Something, what's going on? Who, I see this deposit. Who made this deposit for me? Well, you know, it's, yeah, it's legitimate. So and so made a deposit. It, it's clear in the bank. There's a million dollars in your account. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm just going to keep living on, you know, $40 a week, getting by, hope I can make it. Yeah, but you got a million dollars in there. Yeah, but I didn't put it in there. Yeah. 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 
And here's the thing, and if you did, would that be wrong? Would it be wrong for you to take advantage of that? Would it be wrong for you to spend our money? Well, why is it wrong for us to take advantage of our rights and privileges that God himself gave us? He gave it to us, didn't he? Absolutely. See, the problem is, with believers is that there is a still reside within much of the body of Christ a sin consciousness. Yeah. Most of us, if we grew up in church, and I didn't grow up in church, but if you grew up in church, I know this, we heard a whole lot about, you know, you're just an old sinner. And you say, but you're a sinner. You know, and the truth is, is that those are two things, are opposites. I mean, if you understand the scriptures, you can't be an old sinner to save too. You, you, you're either saved or you're a sinner. <laughs> Amen. There are no sinners who are children of God. Bible says they're right now they're alienated from God, even though God's provided for them because of, of their unbelief. They're alienated, aren't they? So you can't be an old sinner and be a child of God. It's absolutely impossible. But see, that sin, con that consciousness gets there. Well, I don't measure up. Well, we already know that. God knows that too. That's the reason He sent Jesus. You know, I can't do it. I know it. That's the reason God sent Jesus. I'm so weak. That's the reason God sent Jesus. But I can't, but I can't, but I can't. He can't, but He can't, but He can't. And not only He can't, He did, He did, He did. Hallelujah. I said, you better. Not only that God came, but that He did. He was raised for our justification. Amen? So, settle this in your mind based on the Bill of Rights, the Constitution, the New Testament, the New Covenant, how He wants it, that registers on your spirit. God has settled There ain't no more settling. Amen? Yes. If you've ever had a case adjudicated or something, whether it's civil or, or, or criminal, whatever, once that judge, those papers are signed and the decree is announced, I mean, it's settled. That's the settlement. Yeah, yeah but uh, I don't know. Uh, that's the settlement, honey. Man. You get it all. Oh, yes, you going to whine about that? You going to whine because God gave it all to you? All the promises of God, we already talked about that old seventh thousand. What he said, they're all yours. All he's waiting for is you to add an amen to it. Yeah. Yeah, I know you heard said that, but goats, but sheep, follow. Yeah, yeah. It's a restoration of righteousness. Look here, Romans 8. You said, Pastor, I know all this. Why are you living? Amen. Sharing it with others. But you know, sometimes it's good to be reminded. You know, because listen, this changes everything. This changes everything. The Bible says that all things have been put under Jesus' feet. Well, we're His body. So even if you're the bottom of the little toe, bless your heart, the devil's still under your feet. <laughs> Amen. Bless your heart. You're still in. Hallelujah. Say, I'm in. Yes. Therefore, there is now, what is now? 
What about tomorrow? Well, now they. It's now. There's now no condemnation. Everybody say no condemnation. None. None. So if you're feeling condemnation, it's either coming from somebody outside of God that is imposing it on you. If you're allowing them to. It's either the devil. Or it's either uh, you know somebody in your family or a peer, or maybe it's just the, the form of Christianity you were raised in, where you were raised to believe that you you know you're just a worm and you're no good, and you know you never can be no good. You can't live two days, you know, can't live for two days right for God. Nobody can. What a lie! If you get a hold of this, you can live for God. You absolutely can. Amen. Who are in Christ Jesus because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life. That's what, we, that's what we have. The law of the Spirit. We don't have the legalism of the old covenant in the Ten Commandments and all of those things. Grandma said, God bless Grandma. We're not against Grandma, but you know what? Grandma might not have been taught this. And set you free from the law of sin and death. There's no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Why? Because you've been made righteous with His righteousness. Who's going to condemn God? Who's going to point the finger at Jesus and say, You're a sinner? Only a liar or a fool. But if I'm in Him, if somebody points the finger at me, what? They're pointing the finger at Jesus. Because the Bible says, my life is hid with Christ in God. Isn't that what it said? Absolutely. So if I've been made righteous, I'm in Christ's body. He that's joined to the Lord is I'm spirit. So if he points at me, he's pointing at Jesus. If he tries to condemn me, it's like trying to condemn Jesus. Well, they, the Pharisees and Sadducees certainly tried to condemn him, didn't they? They, come, they said he was possessed with the devil. They said he was, you know, a servant of Beelzebul. They kind of called him all kinds of things. But just because they called him that didn't make it so, did it? And just because the devil tries to condemn you or other people try to point the finger at you, listen, listen, you're, you've been made righteous in Christ. Amen. And we need that. That's the point of reference that we live our life from. Amen. Not trying to be righteous, but living. From what? Being made righteous in Christ. That's where I live my life from. That's my point of reference. No more bondage to sin. Romans 6, you're right there. Verse 6, For we know that our old self was crucified with Him. Hello? So that the body ruled by sin might be done away with. Well, we know he's talking about the inward man because you still got that body, at least it sure looks like from here you do. He's talking about that inward man ruled by sin that we should no longer be slaves to sin. Because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Now we know in the natural that's true, isn't it? Nobody's sinning in the graveyard. Nobody lying. Nobody running around on somebody else's wife or husband. Nobody stealing anything from anybody out in the But he said that our old man, that the spirit part of it, that old man was crucified with Christ. Remember, 
We're talking about identification. He identified with us in our sin. We identified with him in his death and in his resurrection. Amen. See, that's a problem. You, you, you've got your own identity instead of a Jesus identity. See, in our American culture, we are so individualistic minded. You know, and, and there, there's some good things about that. I'm not being ultra, uh, trying to be completely critical, but on the other hand, we can get so individual. Man, nobody can tell you anything. Nobody can. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, that can get over into pride, can Yes. Yes. But see, we, we have to understand this that we identify now, we identify with Jesus. I don't identify, if I start identifying with Norris, I'm telling you what, this thing ain't, ain't good. Because I have no righteousness of my own. I have no goodness in myself. But in Him, I am complete. In Him, I am made righteous. In Him, I died to sin once and for all so that I can live unto God. In Him, my identity is in Him. You want to know who I am? I'm in Him. Amen. Who's you with? I'm with Him. I'm with Him. I'm in Him. He's in me. And Jesus said, we're, we're all in God. He said, how can that be? I don't know, but I like it. Amen. Amen. I don't understand exactly how uh, electricity and all that works. But boy, I sure like it. No more bodies to sin. We're, look down at verse 11. In the same way, he said, count yourselves dead to sin. You have done that? Count yourself dead to sin. Most Christians I know, they're more conscious of sin than they are of righteousness. I'll hold on to the end. Well, your problem is you're holding on to the wrong thing. You're holding on to condemnation. You're holding on to, to, to sin. You're holding on to sin conscience. You're holding on to this that feeling of unworthiness. That's what you, you're holding on to the wrong thing. I'm not going to pray that you'll hold on to the end of that. I'm praying that you'll realize if you're dead to that, you'll let go of it. Stop holding on to it. With your thought life, with your words, what you're saying. Feeling sorry for yourself. All that kind of stuff. Let's see, you, you haven't realized yet who you really are. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 You need to have an awakening <laughs> to who you are. Amen. Glory to God. He said, count yourself dead to sin, but alive to God in Jesus Christ. Therefore, because of this, do not let sin reign in your mortal body. Now it will try to because your body's not saved. How do you know your body's not redeemed? Boy, I tell you, every year, I'm more parents, my body's <laughs> So my hair turns loose, and what don't turn loose turns gray. So that it's what? It's not redeemed yet. One day we will have a redeemed body. <laughs> Hallelujah, Brother Bruce, I'm going to have all my hair back. <laughs> I'm going to get everyone because God's keeping up with the cat. He said, every hair on your head, he's keeping it down. So I'm planning on having it all back. You won't hardly know me. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Do not let sin reign in your mortal body that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness. But rather, offer yourselves to God. Offer yourselves to God 
Every day, I have to make, I have to offer my body to God. I have to present my body daily as a living sacrifice. Paul said in Romans 12. If I let my body do what it wants to do, oh, it's not pretty. But you're a pastor. I know, and I still have a body that's not redeemed. Amen? Amen. Absolutely. We have to. He says, but now here's the thing. Let me just back up a minute. If you don't understand your right standing, the righteousness, who you are in Christ, you're not going to be able to do this. I guarantee you, your body will rule you. Amen. And I'm telling you, it's a beast. Yes. When, it, when, it, when it's let out of the cage, your listen, your body this it's a beast. Your body has no conscience. It wants what it wants. When it wants it. Oh, what do you mean that's all? No, you're holding on. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourself to God as those who've been brought from death to life. And offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness. Yes. Man, I tell people, when I was, before I got saved, boy, could I see Ooh, I was right at the top. Come on. I'm just, I, I'm not bragging about it. I'm just, I'm a, but I want to make a point here. You know, boy, man, I'm telling you. Whatever, I, whatever impulse I had, if I could fulfill it, I did. <laughs> you know, that's, it. that's what it was. Because that's, that's who I was. But now that I'm in Christ Jesus and, and I identify with Him and His righteousness, yes. you know what? Now I can, I can train my body yes. to be an instrument of righteousness just like I had it trained to be an instrument of that old man Full of sin. So no more condemnation, no more bondage to sin, and peace. Peace with God. Righteousness means peace. Romans 5, right here, 1. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith. Now, here's the thing. How, how do we receive this justification? What did he just say? Through faith, through the new birth. When you believed on Jesus Christ as Savior, Lord. And, and here's the thing. As we grow in our knowledge of what that means, what does my salvation mean? Well, one of the things it means is what? That now that He took all my sin and my sin nature, He took all that upon Himself, and now I receive His life. Which means what? I am justified. I am declared righteous. The highest court in all of heaven and earth and eternity has forever settled my account and I am declared justified. There's no higher court to appeal to. There's nothing more to be done about it except what? Believe it, receive it, and walk in it. That's what honors God. Isn't that right? Yeah. I mean, if, if you were in need of a, uh, of a car and I gave you a brand new car and I rode by your house and, you know, and I drive by your house and then I see you walking, you're still walking those 10 miles apart, those 10 miles back. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, you know, after 
I want to see if you do that. I just pick you up one day and give you around. And so, you know what? Is, is the car broke already? Did it break down? I mean, what? You know, what's going on? I just, you know, I've been seeing you once. Well, I know you get in that. And boy, it's a beautiful car. Boy, it's never good. It looks good. I mean, it's just amazing. But I, you know, I just, I just, I just don't feel good about driving. Uh, I don't know. I just so I just don't feel like I really deserve. I mean, I didn't deserve it after all. I didn't. I didn't earn it. You you gave it to me. Now, if I you know if I got out and earned it, I did not. Man, I'd be driving that thing. Come on. See, that's that sin coming. You know, we we all well, God get all of it. I'm, you know, God gave me. I ain't gonna say that I've been made righteous in Christ. I'm not gonna take advantage of all the the, the blessings and everything that come. I, I wouldn't want to do that. I'm an old sinner. I'm gonna leave it parked in the garage. But I'm telling you, one of these days, you might be going up the head and have to take driving lessons. You ain't learned to drive the car, did Peace with God. Therefore, being justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Peace. Peace. You have peace. So many people stressed out. It's last year in particular, but people just stressed out. Jesus said that men's hearts would even fail them. Because what we're looking at the things coming off. The stress. The stress. Oh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Well, I don't know what you're going to do, but I know what I'm going to do. I'm do the same thing I did before COVID hit. I'm the same thing I'm going to be doing after COVID. Just yes. to talk about as a history lesson. I'm going to be walking in my in my faith. I'm going to be walking yeah. in my relationship with God. I'm going to be walking in victory. And I'm going to be walking yeah. in the righteousness that God has given me. I'm going to enjoy all the benefits, all the blessings. I'm going to walk in the Holy Ghost. I'm going to enjoy all the things that God has provided. Oh, peace is so, so needed. And it's so wonderful. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yes, Nothing like peace. If, 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 you've never, if you've never experienced any kind of a torment or anything like that, then, you know, we're happy for you. But you don't want to talk about the Lord to, to have peace. Yes. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I love it. I love it. What do you say? The kingdom of God is not about eating and drinking and what we wear and all those things. But it's what did he say it is? Righteousness, peace, and joy. Boy, I'm telling you, in the Holy Ghost. You got those three things in the Holy Ghost? Righteousness, standing with God, no condemnation, no guilt, no accusation. The worries that God's mad at me. Yes. I've got peace. Lay my head down. I don't care what blah 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 is blah blah blah. And I got joy. I got the Holy Ghost. And I'm telling you, I'm about to go there. I know. Fellowship restored, we know that access to God. Did he say, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, come confidently? Isn't that right? Amen. You know, I shared the story with you uh, on 
many times, but it, it, it's so true when my kids were little and they were at home. I mean, still were pretty busy, but I mean, when they were little at home, you know, if you know, they went, to, they went to the refrigerator, and man, they, don't, and you know, every time I come through, one of them would be in the refrigerator. You had boys, you know what I'm talking about. Every time I come through, one of them's in the refrigerator, the other one's in the pantry. Next time I come through, the other one's in the refrigerator, the other one's in the pantry. Well, you know, man, he come crawling in where I was. Could have gone bottom of my pants, man. Would it be all right if I had a I mean, I just think I had <laughs> if, you, if you was over my house and you saw him do that, you wouldn't wonder about my kids. You'd be wondering about me. What kind of a mean, tired dad is he? But yet, we come to God in prayer. We're, we're all timid. We're all, you know, ready, ready to duck. You know, we've been here so many times. I'm like, oh, dang. You know, he moves his arm to stretch and we duck. He moves his arm to bless and we duck. You missed the blessing. He's going to put his hand on you to bless you. You know what I'm talking about. See, we come boldly to the throne. We have access. God says, come up here. He says, he says tell me what you want. Tell me what you need, but tell me what you want. Yeah. Man, my kids didn't get cookie, they can grab the whole pack. And I'd say, hey, wait a minute, you don't need to eat all those one time. But they weren't worried about the dad was going to come in, you know, in my room with a baseball bat and hit me in the head because I got a cookie. Good. Fellowship restored. Yeah. And listen, one more thing. Restoration of dominion. Look at you're right there, Romans 5. Look at verse 17. This is one of my favorite verses. And I, I don't have my amplified, but you'll read it now sometimes. For if by the trespass of the one man, death reigned through the one man. Now, here's the thing. I find out that many Christians are still identifying with Adam. That's, right. That's what sin consciousness is. I'm identifying with that. Oh, we know all about death, don't we? Yeah, we know about worry, fear, sickness, disease, lack, poverty, stress, strife, and racism. But I mean, we got death down. We can talk about death for weeks. You get on the news. What are they talking about? What's their orientation for? Even though they don't even know it. Death. Death. Come on. We still identify with Adam way too much. As believers, we don't identify with Adam at all. Through the trespass of woman, death reigned through the one man. How much more? Do you know of any country on this planet where there is no death? And yet he says, in Christ Jesus, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and, everybody say and, of the gift of righteousness. I feel too A gift of righteousness. It's a gift. You've been given a gift. You've been given an expensive. Mm -hmm. 
is good. Yeah. He is good. Oh man, I remember the first time I, I got I give ten thousand dollars. One zero zero and then die. I give two extra zeros on That's mighty good. I said, that's mighty good. You know what I did with that check then, don't you? I cashed it, you know. And it was good, too. It was one of them good ones. <laughs> it wasn't one of those fake checks. This was, I mean, you know, one of them. This was a bad deal. But see, he said, the free gift of righteousness. He said, you will reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. Now, notice this. You receive God's abundant provision of grace. Now, grace we know is what? Free. But well, it's not grace, is it? That's right. Amen. So, so the same as earned grace. So the grace is free and the gift of righteousness is free. Hello? But notice what he said here. Those who receive. Those who receive. Have you received it? Do you know? He said, you reign in life. He didn't say reign in heaven. He said reign in life. Right now is when I need to reign. Right now is when I've got an enemy coming against me. Right now is when this world that, uh, you know, is still under the, the curse of sin. It, it, you know, it's not operating the way God wanted it. I mean, somebody's got to get out there and straighten it out. There are times when you have to grab a life by the tail and say, wait a minute, boy, this ain't what God said. This ain't the way it's supposed to go. Of course, the devil will tell you, yeah, it is. Now, you know, now you're not being humble. Come on. No, I'm not being stupid. Because God says He gave it to me. He gave it to me. In Christ Jesus, He gave it to me. Say that with me. He gave it to me. It's a gift. It's a gift. It's a gift. It's a gift. All right, real quick. How many give me just a few more minutes? Putting righteousness to work, real quick. Because, see, this is what we need to do. You know, I made that the funny, silly illustration about the guy with the car, you know, and he kept walking. But, see, if we don't understand that we've received the gift of righteousness and we're to use it to reign in this life, we won't put it to work. The devil can still trick you. The devil can still trap you. You can still be under bondage, even though you're to be ruling over it. So let's talk about that. In spiritual warfare, turn over to Ephesians 4. I, I know we can quote this probably all of us in the building to Ephesians 4, but it won't hurt to look at it. Excuse me, Ephesians 6. <clears throat> Verse 13. Well, let's back up to 12. Remind Our struggle is not against flesh and blood, is it? So this righteousness is not something that I get in your face and I brag about, you know, how holy I am, how righteous I am, you know, I'm better than you. Amen. That's not the way to use righteousness. Because what? Our battle's not, we use it against, in the battle. My battle is not against flesh and blood. And it certainly isn't against my brothers and sisters. I don't, I don't boast about it. I mean, I, you know, if you're going to boast, boast in the Lord. Say, look what the Lord did. The Lord has made me righteous. The Lord has forgiven all my sin. The Lord has given me a new life. 
He said, our struggle is against rulers, against authorities, against powers of darkness, against the spiritual forces and, uh, of evil in the heavenly places. And so put on the full armor of God. And down in verse 14, he says, Stand firm then with your belt of truth buckled around your waist and with the breastplate of righteousness in place. Amen. Now we know this, that the breastplate covered all the, the, the main vital organs in your chest and your abdomen. And you know, when, in those days when they fought, especially when they fought in close quarters, hand to hand with, with spears and javelins and swords and, and, and small knives, I mean, you know you needed to be protected because you could be over here fighting against this guy and some guy trying to sneak over here instead of going, yeah, look. So he says you need to have that breastplate of righteousness on you. You need to wear it. You need to put it on. So I says, I'm putting it on every day. Well, why'd you take it on? <laughs> There ain't six breastplates of righteousness. There's only one. You don't have to put on a new one every day. Put, one, put the one God gave you on. Leave it on. Amen. Just leave it on. Remind yourself, hey, you know what? I've got all the full armor of God. I put it on. It's still on. I still have the armor on. Glory to God. I'll tell you what. He ain't going to stick up at night and stab me. I got it on. Amen. Amen. So we, we put on that breastplate of righteousness. We're in right standing with God. And see, whenever the enemy attacks you, when he comes against you, he is a trespasser. He is a criminal. Amen? You know, we got laws against criminals trespassing and breaking in our houses. Amen? I mean, you catch somebody breaking in your house, what do you do? You help them load the van? Spiritually, sometimes that's what some Christians do. I know I deserve to go ahead and make me sit. Tear my car. Take my mind. Take my kids. I know I'm no good. I never was no good. I never be no good. You just have to blow the van. What you doing that for? Don't be, don't be abetting that criminal act. Don't help the thief. Resist him. What? In your righteousness, your right standing. And now see, here's what the enemy will try to do. He will try to bring it down, the warfare, to where it's about you and him. Instead of about him and him. Well, now you know. Remember last year he didn't go to church. What's that got to do? I mean, uh, obviously, I'm a pastor. I don't know if people come to church. They ain't got nothing to do with me, right? Uh, yeah, I tell you. Yeah, you know what? You have two days to change your life. What's that got to I mean, I, I, I certainly believe in reading your Bible. See, what's it? he always tries to bring it down to where you Instead of him. See, I, I just look a lot better in Christ. I look a lot better in His armor. And see, so I resist Him in the righteousness of Christ. Yeah. We know in Colossians it says that He stripped the devil all my heart. He stripped He stripped it burning. He stripped Him of everything. He no longer has a right. Now, He'll try to. 
And if you fall for it, yeah. he, can, he can trip you up. But he no longer has the right to accuse you of anything. Amen. 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 Now it's unfortunate, you know. Uh, sometimes when people get out of our, our you know, they, they, they maybe they, they committed a crime, they paid the price, they went to prison, whatever it was, they paid, they paid that price, they come out. It's unfortunate because in our society we hold that against them the rest of their life. I will be the Mark of Cain. Oh, you were you were in prison. How long did you serve? I mean, almost like we think, well, that wasn't long enough. But listen, if they served their term, now it's unfortunate. Society may have some, you know, prejudices against them. But you know what? They don't have to fear. That the policeman's going to come into their house and put them back in jail. You know why? Jesus served your turn. He went down for three days and three nights. He suffered. He suffered what you should have suffered. He 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 suffered your turn. He suffered your imprisonment. He suffered. What you should suffer. So here's the thing: the devil can't come back to you and put you back there again. So stop letting him do it. All right, I gotta, I gotta close. Exercising authority, and this goes along with it. What against demonic power? If you're in Christ and the devil has been put under Christ, then by logic, he hasn't been put under you. So you resist him in Christ, in Christ's righteousness. You resist him in that right standing with God. See, this is why I say it. This changes everything. Amen. My point of reference has changed. Amen? Amen? My place of authority has changed. My place of standing with God has changed. My access into the heavenly throne has changed. And everything's changed for the better. Hallelujah. Amen. And then finally, real quickly, in James, it affects, it changes your prayer life. Yes. Yeah. Oh, get a hold of this church. James 5, 16, letter part. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful. Oh, I Boy, it's true. Boy, if I could pull out of righteousness, if only we could find somebody who was righteous. Boy, we could be See, the, the prophet, see, see how sin consciousness has robbed the church, and by robbing the church, has robbed of the lost. It has made us weak in our prayer life, anemic, or even absentee in our prayer life, because we're thinking, well, you know what? I'm so good. I'm not going to lie. My God, listen to me. Who am I to be praying bold prayer? Who am I to be? Who am I to be praying? Some people don't even think we got power. Any authority from the devil. If we don't, then we might as well all pack up and go to heaven. He says here, he says, the prayer of a righteous person 
Listen, you are righteous in Christ Jesus. It is, we just read that, it's a gift. You don't earn a gift, you receive a gift. You earn a wage, but you receive a gift. So here's the thing. So if we as a church, as his body, if we are righteous in Christ, then our prayers can be powerful and effective. Isn't that right? Am I, am, I, am I dividing that right, church? Is that, that how you see it? So all that remains for us is, is to recognize, hey, we've been made righteous in Christ. So as we come before the throne of God with boldness and confidence, we can pray powerful and effective prayers that put the enemy to flight and make a difference in our nation and in our world. Yeah. Yeah. But if the devil can get you to check out, well, I need to be to pray. Well, you, you said it right. You, at least you were honest about it. You are. You, are too, you ain't praying. You're too busy. Or you're lazy. Well, that's easy to say you're a preacher. <laughs> well, you pastored the church for six months to see if it's any easier. One last scripture. Colossians 1. This is one that you need to remind yourself of. Colossians 1 30. Listen to this. Verse 29 it says, So that no one may boast before him. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus. Who's the him he's talking about there? God. Father God. It's because of him. Blame God that you're righteous. Blame God that you're forgiven. Blame God that you're an heir. He is an adjoint heir. You're going to blame some. Blame God. Blame him for the right thing. Don't blame him for the wrong thing. So many people blaming God for killing their kids and putting cancer on people. Blame God for the right thing. Blame God for making you in Christ. Blame God for forgiving your sin. Blame God for making you righteous. It is because of him that you're in Christ Jesus. It wasn't because you did anything anyway. Who has become for us wisdom from God? Wisdom. That is, and he's going to explain it. Here's the wisdom from God. Our righteousness. Holiness. And redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. Yes. When I say he has made me righteous, you know what I'm doing? I'm boasting in what Jesus did. I'm yes. boasting in the cross. I'm boasting in the blood. I'm boasting yes. in the resurrection. Yes. Hallelujah. That's what I'm boasting about. Boasting in God. This changes everything. So let me ask you, are you laboring under condemnation of guilt? You need to renew your mind to harmonize with the new life yes. of giving the new man. Yes. And see, this is why the Bible says we have to walk by faith, not by feelings. Amen. See, your flesh is not redeemed yet. That's why it gives you all kinds of contrary feelings to your new man inside. It's not redeemed yet. So the least little thing affects your body because it's unredeemed. Amen. Amen. 
Cool breeze comes by, you start shivering. Go in a hot room, you start sweating. Come on. Your, your body's so subject. Isn't that right? So you can't let your body breathe. You've got to walk by faith. And not by feelings. Feelings is the voice of your body. Your body's not redeemed. It's unreliable when it comes to spiritual things. Amen. Amen. It's unreliable when it comes to spiritual things. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, bow your heads just for a moment. Pray for you. Father, today we talked about a right standing with you. Because of Jesus. Because of the cross. Because of the shed blood. Because he suffered three days and three nights in the belly of the earth for us. He was raised up for our justification. Father, I thank you that today in the church there will be a new realization of what it means to be in Christ. What it means to be born again, to be a new creation in Christ Jesus. That we have received the gift of righteousness. A free gift. Right standing with you. Access into the throne of God. Power in prayer. Authority over the attacks of the enemy in our lives. The ability to live for you. Thank you, Father. May this register deep within our hearts as never before. If you're here this morning, just in case there is one, you've never received the free gift of righteousness. You've never made Jesus Savior, Lord of your life. You know, now's the time to do it. Oh, what a wonderful thing it is. What a wonderful thing it is to be forgiven, to be made righteous, to have this peace, to have access to the Father, to have all the benefits and blessings of, of God available to you, and also the wonderful privilege to live for Him. All this is waiting. It's like, it's like a threshold you walk through by faith. And you say, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe in your sacrifice. Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. If you're here, and that's, that's what you're saying. I'm not going to ask you to come up or say anything, but I just want to pray for you. If you just lift your hand, I'll, I'm looking. I just never want to take. See that hand. See your hand. Father, right now, I pray, Lord, for this one that has the hands raised. God, that as they reach out to you in faith, you said, whoever calls on the name of the Lord, they will not be disappointed. They will be saved. I thank you, Lord, for your salvation, for your peace, for your righteousness, imparted to my brother now, right now, in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father. Born again. The Spirit of God coming into his life, making him a brand new a child of God. Receive it right now by faith, by simple faith. Receive, receive the free gift of salvation, of righteousness. Receive it now by faith. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Say amen. Amen. Well, just. <clears throat>
let me make a, a couple of announcements and then we're going to receive our offering and leave. But, you know, we're recruiting volunteers to meet people uh, in our children's areas, children's areas of ministry. So, uh, if you'd be willing to volunteer for that, you can let us know about it. Uh, I think we have a sign up out in the lobby. Let Rosie know or let me know if you would be interested in that. Um, we need people. You know, here's the thing, church. How many believe that God wants us to grow? Yeah. <laughs> well, what happened when a young family comes in and they got three kids and they don't work with the kids? How long is that? Uh, I mean, I'm just being real. Right? Well, Pastor, you preach it. That ain't it. Children need to be. So, you know, so we need that. You know, we, we got, we can use some help with our teens, even though we have uh, somebody who's doing that. Maybe uh, doing a good job of that, but we can use some others at, at, with our middle school, with our kid life. We don't have kid life at all because we don't have anybody that's, uh, that's available to do that. So, uh, if you can do that, We'll help you. We'll purchase. We'll purchase a curriculum. You won't have to come up with a lesson plan and we can all that kind of thing. But anyway, if you could do that, you say, "Well, uh, you know, uh, I don't know if I can do that or not." Does anybody know what Philippians four thirteen says? All things, all things except. Hey, talk to the book. Okay, so we appreciate that. We really would. Um, also, as I mentioned before, our mask mandate has changed just a little bit for our services now. You know, it's optional. Everybody's comfortable. You know, for myself, I've been immunized. But, you know, the governor has lifted that. I know the mayor still has it on. There's a conflict there. So Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.